All right, so now we've started building gardens and doing plantings and all that good stuff. But every year it's something new for us. And I want to talk about with Batavia what we're going to do in our garden this year that is brand new to both of us. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. And this podcast is a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary, Backyard Gardens, a documentary about two families growing food for the first time in a world that lacks nutrition. So there's always something going on, and I'm a pretty scientific-minded person, so this year is a year of experiments for me. What is it for you, (laughs) Batavia? Um, This is the year of overcoming fears. So doing some things, I know that's a big, broad statement, doing things that I've wanted to do, but just haven't had the mm mm-hmm to do yet. Well, this should be good. So we're each going to give you about four things that we're doing roughly. Um, You you know, with us, it can go anyway, which way. So (laughs) usually more than less, Mm -hmm. which is good for everybody out there. So do you want to start or do you want me to, Batavia? I'm going to let you go ahead and have a have at it. Okay. Well, if you have listened to the podcast or if you've been following my YouTube channel, you will know that I am dillying, dallying with um, square foot gardening this year. And that is because of a little bet we had on the uh, (laughs) show here where I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. So... Mm -hmm. I have four in-ground beds, as you well know, and I'm going to do at least one of them. I'm hung up on the other one, but we're going to see what happens. And there's a lot of reasons why I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you done square foot gardening, Batavia? I have. I have been rigid with square foot gardening, and I have loosened some of the kind of rules for square foot gardening. That's where I'm at now. Okay. So do you like it? Um, it's, I do. I like it. It speaks to my sense of order, even in the yeah. garden. So. Yeah, I can get that. I can mm-hmm. totally get that after the research I've done and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the biggest thing is being able to put different kinds of plants in that I normally wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So, you know, like onions, for example, like I always wanted to grow onions and never have. But I think like having that little box where I can put nine, nine or 16 mm-hmm. onions and whatever mm-hmm. the recommendation is, that all of a sudden makes it so it's more appealing to me, you know, mm-hmm. instead of using a whole row for onions. Yeah. But and, um, um, when you look at some of the things, so your historical gardening, you know, and even in kind of our parents and our parents, parents generations, there was a lot of gardening that was done in rows. Right. Right. You know, so you even see now they're transitioning away from it, but some seed packets kind of still speak to planting in rows. And so square foot gardening definitely is a transition from that more traditional gardening. And it helps give you a bit more of the guidelines. I was a tinge bit intimidated by it when I first heard about it a few years ago. Um, But after a bit of research, it um, 
it spoke to me, right? And it's so right. funny because at the beginning of the season, there's a calm that comes across um, and it really kind of speaks to like the order that I mentioned. Everything looks beautiful. It's a Pinterest garden at the beginning. I know you love that, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, you know what? My problem is, is I joined the mulch club. Mm-hmm. I went full head on in the mulch club and then I realized, wait, I don't really need that much mulch. So I've got to take my mulch out now of those beds, of that bed or not, but I can use it in other places. Yeah. But there's some stuff that I'm not totally sold on it yet. Well, and hold I on. Have... Go... So go back. You're not sold on it. So tell me more about the onions. So why didn't you plant onions before and now you're going to plant onions using the square foot gardening method? Well, for the better part of a decade, I've just planted rose standard mm-hmm. gardening you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i've always gotten enough food out of it but i wanted to get more and mm-hmm. it seems like this is a way to do it but and an- one reason why i've never really grown onions too is because they're so cheap in the grocery store like what's the mm-hmm. point yeah you, know, you can get yeah. a bag of like eight for a dollar 15 or something stupid mm-hmm. like that but I kind of wanted to like, I want to grow something different. You know, I want to see something different grow that, you know, it just kind of keeps me interested and keeps me sparked. And for all I know, I might grow them this year and just be like, eh, you know, but like (laughs) we're going to grow parsnips. And when I lived in New England, you can get parsnips anywhere, but down here in North Carolina, it's like a delicacy, which is ridiculous. So we're just going to (laughs) grow our parsnips and they should last in the fridge for quite a while Mm -hmm. if you store them right. But, um, yeah, so it's just an opportunity to kind of try more things out. And I think, you know, in the YouTube video I did about it, we talked, I said that, uh, in the past I may have had like in the four by eight beds, six or seven plants. And now I'll have Mm -hmm. 32 different varieties in there of some sort, but there's some stuff like I alluded to earlier that I just don't buy. Mm -hmm. And this is a really big deal for me too. This is like huge for me to switch up my, uh, my routine. So I'm shook. A for office use only sex session on the podcast. So while we don't talk about the details of the topics, we just have a topic and we come in and have at it. Um, we can see each other, and I can see that you're uncomfortable. Like, yeah, <laughs> I even it's very saw it in, weird. I saw it in the video, like even the apprehension about the switch, and I'm going to try it in one bed, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to two. <laughs> and I'm just like, really. Do it. Do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some things like and I said this in the video and I didn't go in a lot of depth because I was trying to keep it short. But like, you know, you read what you can and can't plan in it. And it's like, okay, you can put a squash in one. Well, Mm -hmm. I know good and well, you cannot put a squash in a square foot. Yeah. You can't even put a squash in three square feet because it will take over. You know, or a watermelon, like you can put a watermelon like there's no possible way. A watermelon vine needs 100 square feet to, to grow at minimum. So it's crazy to when you start looking at it like that. But I do think that there are certain plants that can go in there, mm-hmm. you know, so carrots you said, and stuff. You said that you um, you weren't totally uh, sold on everything. Is that one of the things that you still like? That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, it's I mean, yeah, you could grow that stuff, but you would just constantly be trimming it. And the health mm-hmm. of the plant would just not make it, I think. Yeah. You know, and there's some things that I think it's good for and some things it's not, you know, like your cabbages. Like, I think it's Mm -hmm. a great idea for your cabbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then cauliflower, same thing, broccoli and all that stuff, lettuce. But I feel like, you know, in your, there's an old saying that if you give it room to grow, it will grow more. 
Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. very true. And I've learned that. Like if you give your plant, like I put on an eight foot span, I put three tomato plants last year and I got mm-hmm. a crap load of tomatoes where usually I'd have five in there, mm-hmm. but I was able to get way more because they had room to grow. Room to the grow. air could get through and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's, it's a very interesting concept, but I think with all things, it can be modified. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to create my own square foot gardening yeah. thing. Good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so. think um, part of, and this is in part one of the reasons why we do this podcast, you know, we'll be hearing more about the square foot gardening that Ben's doing. Um, we'll see it on the YouTube channel. We'll hear about it here. Um, but he's already pointed out a couple of things where just his, his garden common sense has said, no, I'm not going to do that piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, I have a square foot gardening book somewhere around here, you know, and it has great visual charts. I've saw, saw some of those on the internet where it says you can just basically, you can grow a human being in a square foot, you know, yeah. like it's up everything in there and while a lot of what you know kind of the direction is uh works a lot of the veggies like it makes sense to me i've actually success successfully grown them in that square foot there's some things that don't work like i've seen tomatoes like one tomato plant now even the hybrid patio version still is going to need more room than that you know so much more um yeah yeah so i think that part of what we want to do is say like there's this base principle here right and we are going to apply kind of our garden common sense and we want you all to be able to do the same right so there is no exact formula for any of this i have to assume you just basically kind of the uh is bartholomew what's the bart the uh original oh, the guy who foot? created it yeah so yeah. i have, i have to assume that he basically d- couldn't say everything but these veggies so he found a way to kind of fold all of the vegetables in all of the plants in but i'm sure if you got a room full of square foot gardeners they're gonna say eh, well this exactly didn't work for me um and well that's there's a part of the trial and error too yeah and i mean i don't i'm gonna say like two more things i don't want this to be the square foot gardening episode yet that's to come we're going to give you a full <laughs> review on it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I lost one of them, so we might be down to one. But one other thing I've noticed online is when you see people talk about square foot gardening, you get people, and even container gardening, both of those in particular, they get into real tight camps. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a very elitist th- place to be. And I don't like that. Which is why I will never switch completely over. I want to have a variety. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I want to test. And, you know, if it doesn't yeah. work out this year, it doesn't work out. But it, it just seems to me like there is this attitude among some gardeners, not all of them, but that it can be very elitist to do this thing because it's mm-hmm. such a novel idea. And, you know... Like when I put my video out, I was talking to Batavia beforehand and I was like, you know, I kind of I labeled it how to start a square foot garden, but I didn't really go into it because there is a way to like the soil mix and all that stuff Mm -hmm, that the, mm -hmm. the gentleman describes in the book. And it's not really like I didn't get into that because it's just this is how you square foot garden. You know what I mean? And I haven't even done it yet. Like this is set up to be like a format where you watch multiple times as it goes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting to me, but you know, and I think, and if I'm going to do square foot gardening though, I'm going to do square foot gardening, meaning I am not going to go, well, this plant needs two square feet. I'm going to put everything in a square foot. 
damn it that's what i'm gonna do this says square foot gardening it's not kind of square foot gardening you know i'm totally kind of square foot gardening now but again i originally was very very rigid only a square foot for everything so yeah and i mean it's it's cool you know i at first i thought when they said square foot garden that before i looked into it it was like you could have one radish in a square foot and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's That's ridiculous Yeah. yeah yeah but then i learned you can have 16 and you know, mm-hmm. I don't really like mm-hmm. radishes all that much. I get tired of eating them, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so anyways, that's my square foot garden test for this year. There will be many discussions about it. I guarantee it because this is very big for me. <laughs> and I'm interested to see what the craze is and the following and how well it goes. So what's yours, Batavia? Well, first, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's your fault I'm just, that I'm doing it. I'm rooting for you because I love that you're embracing a change, a change that you're not necessarily entirely comfortable with. No, um, not at all. It's an experiment, and, though. Yeah. And the reality is because we're in two different growing zones, but we don't grow all year long. So you're basically committing a part of your growing season to this experiment, which I mm-hmm. think is super cool. All right, so I haven't talked much about this, or maybe I have and I've just suppressed it. So one of the things that I'm doing new this year, um, and by the time this airs, I would have, I'm gonna have my hands in it. It's old bag for a lot of gardeners, but for other gardeners, it's not. I am growing seedlings indoors. So I'm transitioning, not every single thing I grow, but I'm transitioning where 90% of my garden and the vegetables were based on starter plants I purchased. Um, and I have been really afraid to step out and do this. I've been buying seeds for like four or five years. Um, and a real quick story, the first year I bought them and didn't have the courage to do it, um, I the next year threw those seeds away because like, you know, the package said, <laughs> I thought it was an expiration date. The package said like 2016 or something. And I said, oh, that's too bad. So I went and bought seeds the next year, 2017. Um, and so then I figured out that you can actually use them year after year up until a point. So all of that said, 2018 was the first time I ever planted a seed in the garden. So now fast forward to 2020 and there are only certain things I can grow, you know, direct sowing in my climate. So I am starting uh, seedlings inside. I have a whole little grow room set up in my basement, um, which I'll, I'll share kind of a tour of the grow room because I'm super excited about it. Um, it be. took me, yeah, thank you. It took me longer than he, like any human should take to put together the lights. Like how many people does it take to screw the light bulb? Quite literally. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to really like get closer and closer to the start of, you know, the things I'm growing and eating. Right. Well, I, you think know, that, so. I think that starting seeds is like the ultimate for a gardener mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like start all your own seeds is like the ultimate like path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you are, cause you know, your next step is going to be saving seeds for next yep. year. Yep. And that, and once you do that, you're, I mean, you're a self-sustainable garden at that point, mm-hmm. you know, your farm, you're yeah. straight up farm. You didn't yeah. know you're Look not even a it. farm. You can't even, farmers can't even save their seeds cause they use a genetically modified crop. So you are doing more than the farm at that point. And the original like blueprint of this, right. Yeah. You know, um, I, it's funny too, because 
you can be even, you know, the smartest people can be kind of closed minded about some things. And when you think about, you know, the first time gardener, the one that's going to go to the big box store and say, oh, they have flowers out and they have these vegetables. I'm going to get a cucumber plant or I'm going to get a tomato plant like you can be convinced that what you can grow in your area is the only thing that they have on the shelves. You know, and you're going to have maybe a, a maybe a dozen, maybe 20 different varieties of things that you can buy from the stores. But then you start to kind of do a little bit more research. And even in Chicago, which I'm in um, and in the Midwest, there's still a, I mean, stop and think about the things that you buy that are grown here in the Midwest. There's no reason I can't grow most of that. So my uh, one of my favorite moments of this winter has been getting seed catalogs. Mm -hmm. So um, I may be dating myself here, but I'm going to go back to the 80s where um, for those in the States, Sears Roebuck, the department store, huge department (laughs) store, they used to send out their Christmas or holiday um, um, catalog every year. And it was the thing I have um, a good friend and we've known each other since second grade. And we kind of talked about how we ended up with the same outfits at the beginning of the year because our families were shopping out of that same catalog. But I mean, it was a kid's <laughs> dream, right? So everything from clothes to mostly toys. And so you just kind of sit there paging through and kind of dreaming the dream. And like that was the feeling I had when I got the seed catalog in the mail this past winter. I actually had you- a couple of them that I was shipped. Do you want me to tell you a little story about Christmas catalogs real quick? As long as you're not going to rain on my Christmas catalog, good memories. (laughs) No, I'm not actually. I'm going to help you relive it. Mm -hmm. So we got one this year from Amazon and my son got a whole, yeah, Amazon, right? That's so weird. And I don't even know how they made a a catalog. Look, I just over peaked because I got all started high talking. I don't even know how they make a catalog because they have like 50 billion things on there. But anyways, it was for kids and my son every morning he would eat breakfast and circle what he wanted. Right. Within like with by the Christmas came, he was like, here's my catalog. And we, you know, we already knew what he was going to get. Yeah. He he had circled every single thing in that catalog (laughs) because every day he was like, I want that. I want this. Everything except for like the Barbie dolls and stuff. So. (laughs) it's you know it's funny that and i don't think you're really dating yourself because well maybe you are i don't know because i was in the 80s too but catalogs are huge you know and still to this day i look at them and seed catalogs though to bring it right back to it is they give you ideas yeah yeah and you and when you grow your own seed you're growing stuff that other people don't have in your area Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean and if you want to go native then you can go native that way too and that's huge yeah, there's, um, you know, different social circles, you know, I've been in social circles that focus on travel. And a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, plainly traveling for food, like traveling to experience food in different cultures. Um, and there's a connection to growing food, right? So again, if you get the right climate, you can grow a lot of things and things that maybe you don't necessarily have in your everyday diet, um, things that you don't eat normally because maybe there are only a few different restaurants you really like it from. Like you can expand your palate quite literally if you're one gardening and then two, if you're taking a step back and saying you're going to grow from seed yourself. Um, like it's, that's in part the reason why I've increased the number of beds that I have from wherever I started to like, where am I now? 122 bins, something mm-hmm. like that. 122 yeah, garden beds. 150. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to grow more things. And there is a part of me that says, I know I'm going to try all of these things that I grow, but I'll, I'll not consume all of them, but it's just, if it excites me for the idea of like, I can try to grow this thing. And I'm not going to start talking about the, this thing, because that's also another fear that I have and another thing that's new on my list. So I don't want to <laughs> jump ahead there, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I am starting my vegetable plants and flower plants. Cause you know, I love those from seed. Um, I'm going to say like, I'm probably going from 10% starting from seed directly sowing outdoors to something like, maybe 85, 90-ish percent of my food, I'm going to start in my basement and then get out there and plant. Um, I mean, that's huge for me. And this is year, what do we do the count? This is like year four of me wanting to do this and I'm finally doing it now. It takes a lot to get used to it. And I mean, I think, you know, starting small and direct sowing in your yard is a great Mm -hmm. way to start. Mm -hmm. And there are things that are specifically for that, like green beans, you know, melons, Mm -hmm. cucumbers, um, snow peas, peas, all those things are, I mean, I think they are designed by the big man upstairs in order to get you ready to start your own seed inside, Yeah, you know, yeah, because they just don't yeah. transplant well, Yeah, but I'm cheering for you. I think it's great. And it is scary because it is, it's, it's pretty difficult. And that's why we did the whole series, right. About mm-hmm. starting seeds and all that stuff, because it is hard. And I struggled for a long time and man, I would fail and then I'd have to go buy the same damn thing from the store as a seedling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when it was all sudden a week later, I was like, that's okay. I'll try again mm-hmm, next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just, it just is what it is. I mean, there's nothing yeah. you can do about it, but I'm cheering for you. I think that's a, that's a big step. And you've got so many gardens. Though, just going, your whole house is going to be a seedling. <laughs> Well, I haven't, it could be that already. I haven't just, I haven't shown you that yet. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. True. I appreciate, I'll need the, uh, the cheers. I, and that's the thing. It's the, what's the worst that could happen is what we really have to say here. Right. And that's helped me get over the hump. Um, and I know for sure is if I continue to do it, which I plan on doing, it's, I'm going to get better at it. It's like anything yeah. that I do and specifically anything in the garden as well. I just need a few more at bats, um, learning from some of my lessons I've done. I'm almost at the point of what is it? Paralysis analysis. Like I've researched this so much. I just have to kind of get out there and do it now. Um, right. Cause otherwise I'll be like, you know, year six of planning and we don't want that. <laughs> right. And actually, since you brought that, I was going to bring this up in the beginning, but I want to pause on the subjects for a second. And ask you a question. I'm here for it when do you read about gardening? Hmm. Like when do you do your research? Is it just randomly? It is like when time of year or like time of day or we're just like in what position mm-hmm. do you just like constantly read about gardening? Yeah. It's the, it's the trap, right? So it's not 100% of my life, 100% of my time, but it's the same trap if you're, especially if you're on the internet, when you start searching for a thing and then yeah. you find that thread and then you end up an hour later watching two th- different videos, reading two different articles, then saying, hold on, I have a book here, let me check that out. So yeah. it definitely um, kind of spiral spirals in that way for me. Um, I probably do the most research about gardening in the summer, because I have been traditionally like a summer only gardener. But again, I may be giving something right. away there. <laughs> well, no. And see, for me, I research gardening only when I have a question about gardening. 
Interesting. So if I have a specific thing I want to know about, that's when I research it. Huh. And you have to think over the years. So typically it's in the summer mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. right about, you know, February or March. Um, but that's when I start because it's like with a square foot, like I would, I don't need to read about square foot gardening if I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. You know what I like? I don't want to put that in my head, but then I wanted to learn about it. So then I learned about it. Or if I get some kind of animal or some kind of issue in my garden, then that's when I do it, you know? So. Yeah. So do you, um, do you generally search for an answer or are you curious and saying, let me look into this? I search for everything. So I think it's probably the same, right? So I'm, but this is the issue. There's always a garden question in my head. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I look at, you know, it's like I'm standing out in the garden and Mm -hmm. I have a tomato hornworm. Well, what do Mm -hmm, I do about mm -hmm. this ugly ass thing? So then I start to learn about it. And then I just, I literally research it until, like you said, there's just nothing else to know, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. without digging into scientific papers. And I have been known to do that as well, (laughs) you know, because I mean, and you got to remember when filming a documentary, you ask questions, you get a damn answer one way or another. And so I kind of, you know, but that's really, I don't just sit around and read about gardening. People think that's crazy that I don't, Uh but I just, if I have a question, and that's how, over the years, I've learned a lot about gardening is by analysis and like, this is my mm-hmm, issue. How do you fix mm-hmm. it? So I just Being was in the curious. Moment. Yeah, it's a good, but if we pause there, so go back to some of the things we've said in um, other episodes, right? There are literally things I'm learning every single season and sometimes for the very first time. There are things that I'm learning that I thought I knew, right? And I end up realizing, oh no, maybe I should try that approach. So I never go into my garden without my phone. Now for two reasons, because I'm always taking a picture or taking a video. But before that, I always had my phone with me because if I saw something that I couldn't figure out what that insect is, is it a good one or a bad one? Guess what I'm going to do? You know, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm making notes to myself to say, all right, when you're able to sit down, maybe with a glass of wine, maybe with a cup of coffee, look into this thing. Right. Um, So. So, yeah. So the semi. So the semi pro tip today, I said semi pro because neither one of us are pros. (laughs) The semi pro tip for today is I, I think the takeaway from it is don't just go out and just read randomly about gardening. Mm-hmm, Get mm-hmm. something in your mind that you want to know about and then go from there. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, valuable because then you're retaining the information. Exactly. It's relevant to a particular situation, right. you know. Because this is a lifelong thing. This isn't a once and done thing. You know, you mm-hmm. put a garden in your yard, it's there forever. So yeah. anyways, you- I just... It was in my mind, and I think that the people wanted to know how Batavia in particular uh-huh. did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I could feel them wanting to know that, so I, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> but, uh, all right, back to the subject. So, for me, I'm growing flowers this year. I never grew flowers. Oh, that was supposed to be a drum roll. That's just my excitement and the crowd going wild. Oh, they're going wild. <laughs> Yeah, so um I'm and I'm I'm starting my flowers from seeds too. And um yeah, I've never really cared about flowers that much, but there's not but so much green a brother can look at all the time, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like there's some other colors on this planet and 
I'll save the next part of it for my next thing because they kind of feed into each other. But um, yeah, I you know, I I last year I got a couple. Um, I had some spots in my yard that I wanted to fix up, and I found some flowers to put in. And I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of cool to have a couple flowers. And I'm still not really big into it, but the benefits are there as well. And that's the big thing for me is what are the benefits? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're growing flowers. We've got lavender. Um, I personally am in, in love with foxgloves. So I've got mm-hmm. foxgloves growing. Um, there's other ones that I can't pronounce the name of. And even if I read them, I can't say them. <laughs> so you're just going to have to wait for the garden walk through yeah. when I can finally get them. Um, you know, and then there's going to be wildflowers and stuff that we'll just direct. So, but that's something that I've really wanted to do. And ma- mainly also, cause I just, I get tired of cutting grass. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I know you don't really have to worry about that, but it you know seems like a waste. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dig well, it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have, I have limitations though too, because mm-hmm, I have a septic mm-hmm. system. So mm-hmm. I can't just put d- deep roots on top of a septic system. Yeah. So this is something that I've been able to kind of come up with. But yeah, that's going to be I'm not really nervous about that one at all. But it's just different for me because typically, you know, I put like a marigold in the bed or something like that. But this year it's going to be full on flower gardens and all that stuff. So it's almost impossible for me to contain myself. Like the level of excitement that I'm experiencing. <laughs> so um, we've talked a lot about gardening and I don't want to take us too far, far off. So we've talked about vegetable gardening and we'll probably touch on, you know, fruit plants and all of that. Um, but it's hard for me to choose between my love of flowers and my love of growing vegetables. Um, and generally speaking, vegetables have one. I'm growing many more of those than I do, you know plant flowers but I I just I'm just there's there's a little bit of nervousness because I want you to love them maybe not as much as I do but I want you to love them because I want you to continue to grow them so there's almost a little bit of me holding my breath with them Um, that's probably what I'll there's gonna be love in it as long as it's not a lot of work Mm. because I'm a straight up lazy gardener like my whole shtick behind all of this (laughs) is how to make it as easy as possible on you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like there's just not but so much time in the day and you know, there's not so much you can really do. And I feel like as long as it's not like crazy amount of work to upkeep it, which is kind of how we've designed it. Mm-hmm. Is so they're like the you know, the easiest flowers to take care of. You know, like my wife wants roses, but I'm like, look, I ain't taking care of roses. Like they yeah. can be time consuming. Yeah. So, you know, but it's I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see the color. Mm-hmm, you know, we've mm-hmm. tried to get different colors and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a different color marigold this year. Woo. You know what I mean? Like, great. <laughs> yeah. Another marigold. So we're mm-hmm. going to go a little deeper. We're going down the rabbit hole a little bit more this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. And I like that you guys, it's not something that completely drives you and you're taking your time with it, you know. Yeah. So I would just basically say dig up you know, 20 feet of your yard and plant flowers. But again, I'm becoming more and more extreme when it comes to you know, gardening. Well, you've watched the videos of the beds I've built. <laughs> yeah, you I you can't use those for flowers. I mean, you're probably going to do some interplanting, but I, I'm looking for like flowers, like a hill of flowers. That's my expectation. Oh, so I don't no, know if yeah. you guys need so to, we're doing, to revisit so, it. No, 
hell no are you crazy we got the shade garden a little a little (laughs) (laughs) we've got the shade garden so that's going to be all flowers Mm -hmm. um and then we have that area in front of my shed in which we didn't really have grass growing there and it gets a little shaded so i'm kind of concerned Mm -hmm. but that's going to be designed for wildflowers so Mm -hmm. essentially (coughs) excuse me you put them up and then as far as i know they reseed Mm-hmm. So then that would just kind of be, you know, a weeding scenario, maybe add a couple seeds, but nothing much. And then all around the front of our shed, we put a little bed too. And um, I decided, you know, we're going to do some kind of shrub or something like mm-hmm. that. But just that splash of color in itself, yeah. it will make a huge difference in our yard, like a tremendous difference. So, um, you know, and they're, des- they're not going to have any kind of vegetable in them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be straight up flower. Very good. Well, one quick note um, for others that are listening that even if you're growing flowers for the first time or you're expanding your flower space, uh, deadheading is the word of the day for that. Make sure that you do a quick a quick search to see if that flower um, ideally likes to be deadheaded, which is basically pinching off the flower after it's the bloom is spent, meaning the bloom was pretty and now it's not so pretty, it's dried up. It's a positive thing for flowers that require it because it makes room for more blooms. But when you talk about kind of wanting to have a low maintenance flower area, really focus on plants that don't require deadheading um, because yeah. it is work, you know. Well, you know, and I've deadheaded before. Like we had some mm-hmm. black eyed Susans and stuff like mm-hmm. that and we'd force them to rebloom. But like that's why we want to do the um, the wildflower garden because mm-hmm. I think it, at some point too um, – there is beauty in the fact that the flower is gone and you get what you get and it's part of the seasons and to trick it is just i think it's a travesty mm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean you I just think, got way extreme with that one <laughs> well I, I can be kind of deep at times mm-hmm. but i think you know to, to watch it you know like we do a lot of hiking and backpacking and one of my favorite things to do when I do that is come across an open field filled with wildflowers. Uh, doesn't matter at what point because they're, they're active and they're doing something and you know, when they start to dry up, you know, then they dry up, but they stay for most of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you interplant with those different times. So like the research, so this is something I've researched this year to be exact. Cause I've no, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't just like, I have never like, Oh, let me read about flowers randomly. But like you, you want to mix the tall and the short ones cause the short mm-hmm. ones bloom first and the tall ones bloom, bloom last. So then we can intermix them and they all grow in together, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then there you go, you know? Yeah. So you never really get that big break of dead. So Mm -hmm, what's your mm -hmm. next one? All right. So this is another fear factor moment. Um, It is planting potatoes, growing potatoes. Potatoes are, we're going to, we're going to go with their vegetable. Potatoes. (laughs) I should have took an accent with that. Potatoes, (laughs) potatoes, potatoes. Um, So one of my favorite veggies, like, if I was asked for the one thing I'm going to eat for the foreseen future, it's going to be potatoes. And I, um, although I've been staying away from them based on you know, my diet as of late, but I'm coming back. It's only a matter of time. Um, it has 
you know, it's a root, right? It grows underground. And I also have a fear of things that grow underground, not afraid of them, but I really like to be able to see the progress of things that grow above ground. When I say that, you know, the plant is sitting above ground and the the veggie produces above ground. I can talk about that when you're ready. Okay. Uh, My fear or... (laughs) Yes. And so um, potatoes... This is not a drinking game, by the way, either. So let's let's keep it clean, folks. Don't do anything every time I say potatoes. Can I have a drink of water? <laughs> oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I am looking forward to it. Um, this So the fear feeds into committing the time and the resources to doing this thing, growing, insert potatoes, and then something happening at the end of the season when it comes time to harvest them, and then it's a womp, womp, womp moment. So I don't have a ton of space, even though, again, I have 150 beds, it seems now. I still don't have a ton of space and I want to be careful with what I'm planting. Um, so I'd hate to look at a bed or two and realize that, you know, I made a mistake when it came to planting the potatoes um, and then I don't get a yield that I really want. Um, but I know I'm never going to get good at that until I try it. Um, and since I've expanded the garden... Right. You know, so I'm doing a lot of stuff in the front yard. Stay tuned for that. Um, So based on that, I feel like I have enough room to really try some things and be okay with it if it doesn't come out as much as I want, you know, as big of a harvest as I want. But saving room for what happens when I have like all of the potatoes, enough potatoes to feed the neighborhood. Like how exciting would that be? Um, That would be amazing. And what kind of potatoes are you going to plant? Well, I'd have to look up and see what I've ordered. Um, I'm not going to do sweet potatoes yet. Uh, what? So, I no know. way. Oh, no, the no. The, oh, Podcast the is over. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm going to try your traditional like, you know, Yukon type of potato. I think I'm mm-hmm. doing a purple potato because, you know, I don't normally see those in the store. Um, I already have in my mind all of the sweet potato pies that I make for the holidays. Like how cool it, would it be to make them in, you know, from the once I grew. Um, but at this stage, I'm not there yet. It wasn't as easy for me to find like sweet potato slips either. Um, so I do have a place I've ordered the regular potatoes for. They ship out um, probably right around this when this video airs or this podcast airs. Um, so I'll share that on this podcast as well as on my YouTube channel, like how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's the second thing that I'm doing that's brand new. Where did you order them from? Um, it's a company online called High Mowing Seeds. Okay. Yeah. Another good place for potatoes is um, Southern Seed. So we ordered our sweet. Well, I haven't ordered. I need to tighten up because once they're out, they're out. But we're going to mm-hmm. order a Carolina Ruby uh, sweet potatoes, which I found out sweet potatoes are from North Carolina. So interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, garden so yeah, fact, people. Garden fact. Garden <laughs> facts. Hashtag science is cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it is weird growing something that grows underground and you have no idea. So what I'm going to tell you is when you grow it and your foliage looks nice and good, mm-hmm. foliage, that generally means it's good. OK, so I've grown for two years now. My first year was in a four by eight bed and it took over the bed five plants 
Had to run them over with a lawnmower because they're growing <laughs> into my yard. Uh-huh. Harvested them the day the hurricane hit. It was my birthday. And I said, all I want for my birthday is my sweet potatoes before they split from the 40 inches of rain we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I got 40 pounds of sweet potatoes. Wow. So I said, okay, big tree falls, make the in-ground bed. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to put my sweet potatoes and just let them grow. Well, guess what? They didn't grow. Oh, the, no. It looked horrible all year. The foliage just didn't get enough sun. And then I went to go dig in there and I maybe got maybe 10 pounds of sweet potatoes and had put twice as many plants. I was ready to go ham. Yeah. I thought I was going to get 100 pounds. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and it, I think just by looking at the foliage, it'll tell you. But my question to you is, are you going to plant them in the front yard? Get out of my head. That's my plan. That's ground my cover. plan. Uh-huh, it's the best ground yeah. cover. I saw, I was reading something years ago, and it was the most magnificent front yard garden I'd ever seen. And, you know, I had just gotten, actually last year was the first year I got into um, ground covers. Mm-hmm. And it was the most beautiful ground cover ever. Aww. Because it was big and viney. Mm-hmm. But it took up and it was flowing and then they had interplanted just right and stuff like that. So uh, only reason why I don't do it in my front yard is because I don't know where my electrical lines are. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to mess up and lose power to my house. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's a I mean, that's a great thing. I hope I didn't spoil it. Spoiler alert. No, no, no. It's a tip. Um, so I'm I'm teetering on growing in um, bags, like 20 gallon bags, um, because I think it'll be easy to harvest. And I can kind of, that doesn't count towards my 150 garden beds, right? So I can still focus on growing there and I can put them in a corner. I'm going to count count it just to make your number higher. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to have five grow bags that I'll be growing things in. So what I'm growing in there, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, but it's in another month. I'll need to figure it out. So stay tuned for that. And thanks yeah, for the tip about the the foliage, foliage, yeah, the leaves. Foliage, foliage, foliage. potato foliage. Got so it. my next thing is, and this isn't even about starting a garden. Hmm. I'm gonna stop saying soil. <laughs> You're a renegade. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it dirt, man. I can't do it. It doesn't feel right. It's dirt. I'm going to put the seed in the dirt, okay? It's just what I got to do. This might be my favorite one. I'm just I'm just going to do it. I, I, I've had enough of it. I've tried and I've tried and it feels forced. So it's just dirt. From here on out, from this day forth, everybody knows dirt. This could be a movement. It's a movement. It is a movement. And we're, I want to do a whole podcast about that situation at some oh, point. Good grief. Yeah. I, I have some uh, I have some opinions around that. And I know that it's less about, you know, dirt and soil. I know that there's a layer or two underneath that, which I, I think we're in line with. But I can't really I, I can't even believe. I'm so glad we don't share the top, like the specific items, because <laughs> to hear this and see your face, it, you're so confident with this, much more so than you were with the, the square foot gardening like (laughs) i've been thinking about it man i can't do it like i went up and i had to top off one of my beds and uh, i got some dirt and i I told the lady i was like i need to get some of that engineered dirt you have and she was like okay yeah no problem she knew exactly what i was talking about Uh she was like it's uh for your garden right and i was like yeah it's for my garden yeah there was no issue Mm -hmm, but if i say mm -hmm. dirt online 
man, I feel like I got spears coming in my throat from all mm-hmm. over the world. It's crazy, but it's just dirt. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, Look really, for the shirts, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. dirt and soil? You know, mm-hmm. so. Well, but good that was on just, you. That was a gag. That was a gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I'm you. serious about it. But um, what I'm really gonna do is the flower beds that I had just referred to earlier. We're turning that into a pollinator garden. Oh, very cool. So um, we are going to plant, one of the things we're going to put in there is milkweed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this before, but milkweed, um, the monarch butterfly is endangered at this point. Mm-hmm. And when it's a caterpillar, its sole food source is um, milkweed. Mm-hmm. And it happens to produce a decent flower. So I feel like it's our responsibility as gardeners to kind of help with that because mm-hmm. people come in they clear cut and a lot of people just have grass yeah they don't have things to help with pollinators and we know our bees are dying off and i just posted something a while back um you can find it on the facebook page about you know the different insecticides and stuff how it's killing the brain and they're taking it back to the hive and it's killing the hives mm. they're finding out so I, mean, I feel like it's just kind of like you know if you like to eat you need to have a pollinator. And mm-hmm. so we're going to do that. And they have these pollinator houses. Have you seen these? No. So they're little houses. They look like birdhouses, kind of. And they have little tubes in them that run through. And the idea is different bees. Um, I believe they're mason bees. Uh huh. I believe that's what they're called. Don't take my word for it. But they get in there. And they make a home for themselves. And then they will come back and they will help pollinate your gardens. Because I've had years where I've literally had to go out and, and you know, hand pollinate my plants myself with a Q-tip. And I've noticed last year I put in my first, I put in a diacanthus to be exact. And um, the butterflies loved it. And I ended up getting more pollinators in. So we're, we're going to go pretty deep on that. I think it's important. Um, you know, it would be, I would be remiss not to even make an effort to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's super cool. There is a gardener on Instagram. Um, so part of our Instagram gardening family. And she is like, she's literally trying to start a movement when it comes to the monarch butterfly. And I'm going to tell you, I think I may have heard of milkweed for the first time from her just last year. And Who I was just it? looking uh, It's Soul Gardener 74. At Soul Gardener 74. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she um, she's basically creating like little habitats for butterflies. Um, and I made a note last year while in the garden looking at Instagram, maybe on my phone. I don't know. And um, this year when I ordered seeds, I actually ordered, I'm pretty sure it's Save Our Monarch Butterfly, like Save Our Monarchs, I think is the the, uh, Mm -hmm. organization's name. So I ordered, um, they have like little kits, seed kits for flowers. And I ordered a few different packages. Um, And so I am in the um, front yard going to, I have a front yard kind of street side flower bed. 
And um, I'm going to sacrifice some of the space that I have uh, wood chip mulch in and plant some some wildflowers and some flowers that the pollinators are going to love. So yeah, it absolutely. And again, remember, we're talking about years into gardening. So if you're starting out, absolutely feel free to jump in and do something like this. But it doesn't, I mean, I think we kind of come to some of these realizations as we grow as gardeners, if you will. Um, well, I've always been environmentally minded, mm-hmm. but I don't think my eyes were really op- as open to the situation until that year when I literally had to go out and hand pollinate my own. F- yeah. I think it was cucumbers to be exact. And I went out there and I would pollinate them. And then like two days later, I'd have a cucumber growing. But I had to do it all year, you know, and finally I got, I was like shaking them, trying to get the pollen to fall. And it was a nightmare, you know, and the first year we moved here, see, we lived in the woods, we live in the kind of in the woods and they came and they clear cut. So it was like all nature Mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. we got here. And so like, we want to kind of restore it as much as we can back to that. So, and I feel like it's just kind of, you know, again, I feel like it's, it's almost like your duty. If you like to eat, then you need to do something about that. Yeah. Um, and the one thing also was putting in like a butterfly drinking fountain. So it's just like a bird bath. Yeah. But, you know, it just gives them a little spot to get a little, little sippy sip. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. how much can a butterfly really drink? You know what I mean? But <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, Place and to cool you, off. <laughs> yeah. And we're, um, we've done everything we need to do. But we want to go through the National Wildlife Foundation and get our um, house, our yard um, um, certified for wildlife and sustainability. And all you really have to do is have like birdhouses, you know, place to feed birds. Um, There's like you can meet different criteria. Mm -hmm. And then one of them was like have a butterfly drinking garden and stuff like that. So you go through. I mean, I guarantee if most people have any kind of garden and a bird feeder like you probably have something that can do it but it's not going to do us anything but we figured the money will go to a semi-decent cause Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. depending on how they use my money but then just (laughs) to kind of say like you know what we did it we went through the steps and we did the research and just kind of have it out there and that's kind of like the last step i think is having the um monarch butterfly or the the pollinator garden so that's the whole um wildflower area is just pollinator section Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. so which is conveniently enough 10 feet from my garden absolutely absolutely (laughs) um i have a once i get in the mode you know once i start to ben's point when it comes to when do you research you know gardening once i turn that thing on it's hard to turn off like it doesn't turn off until like december so there is a home that is like a mile and away, a half away from my house. And I just happened to drive past. It's kind of out of my way, not my normal route. I happened to drive past their block one day. I've not met the homeowners, but I'm like trying to balance my excitement. Like I'm literally the person that's pulling over, taking pictures of their yard. They've converted their entire front yard into, and I, I'll have to look it up Um and maybe share it before we wrap up here. But they're certified. I can't think of the certification. They have a little plaque on their yeah. fence. Um, and everything you want. Like if I didn't want to grow vegetables in my front yard, I'd be trying to do exactly what they're doing. It's such a beautiful site. It's again, middle of the city, middle of Chicago. There's no other house that looks like that on their block. And it just, it brings me joy. Like I literally, cause they start early. Like I'm sure they have flowers out now, um, tulips and things. And 
it really inspires me, right? You know, like I get excited when I go even to the big box stores and see all the flowers out and, you know, all of that stuff. Like it's just, it's, it's a commitment they made as well. And so I don't want to go and ring their doorbell because that's a little, little bit forward. Um, but I'm waiting to catch them outside just to tell them how much I appreciate it. So good on you guys for doing that. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. But, um, you know, I've tried to grow wildflowers in the past. And mm-hmm. one thing I've learned is when you buy a plant and it says drought tolerant, that doesn't mean it's drought tolerant from the time you put it in the ground. <laughs> Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> well, you know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So the um, I'm trying to see here. Are we going to have time for two more each? I don't know. I'm, I only have one more. Oh, you only have one more. That means I have to choose the one of the ones. Oh, dear goodness. All right. So I'm going to go with um, closer to three season gardening close almost four season gardening so that's the new thing i have um i don't know i mean maybe we need to get a shirt for lazy gardeners because i think i may be able to wear it dude i'm a lazy gardener yeah yeah so i mean i'm in the garden a lot i really enjoy gardening but there's some things i like eked at the idea of you hand pollinating like, you know, just, just throw the whole thing away. Like I just, I can't, I can't. Right. That's called desperation. <laughs> yeah. I guess at that point. Right. Um, yeah. so I am a gardener that I keep on forgetting to pull the pictures up to send to you. Maybe I'll fold them into a YouTube video. Like I have planted on independence day, my vegetable garden multiple years. So that's July 4th. Um, and for us, gardening is over once October rolls around. So historically I've been only a summer gardener. Um, but this is the year where and Ben and I have been talking about this, like I'm two steps out of my back door to plant, you know, snow peas. By the time this airs, snow peas will be planted in my garden. Um, so I'm doing like early spring gardening, which I never have done. Right. I am. And this is the big, big thing because I feel pretty good about the success of the early spring garden. Um, but I am doing, I tried a little bit of this last year and, and failed miserably. So the new thing is going to be successful fall to winter gardening. So I have all kinds of hoop houses that I've built in the backyard, um, kind of low tunnels. Um, and I have all kinds of plastic in my garage. I am going to harvest food in December. You heard it here do first. It. Do it. <laughs> I think you can do it. And I mean... You got to plant the right things, though. Yeah. Though, you know, you're not going to be able to harvest a tomato. No. But 100%, you can do chard, kale, lettuce, cabbage. Mm -hmm. You know, like I plant my cabbage in the fall and I'm just now harvesting it. So it sits all winter. Yeah. But um, you know what else you can do too? This is a little, little gardening hack. And I'll, I'll say this again when it's time, but you can get five gallon buckets. Mm hmm. Fill them up with water and then get an aquarium heater and put in there. Hmm. And then at night when it gets cold, it'll help release some of that heat. And I did that when I lived in New England and it Interesting. worked. It stayed warmer because the water will radiate heat, Uh huh. but then it'll also be adding heat. So, you know, it, sometimes it only takes a degree or two, especially when you have some yeah. of these cold tolerant plants. It doesn't take much. Yeah. So the big thing for this, for me, especially going from the uh, summer to fall to winter is the planning piece of it. So I'm a lazy gardener when it comes to like the things I think 
are the additional steps for gardening you know i'm okay with a shovel and digging up stuff like i'll put in the hard labor but if i feel like i can get a result without doing the two or three four extra steps i don't want to do those two or three or four extra steps so that's what i mean when i say lazy gardening planning you know i'm again the number of spreadsheets i have with garden plans is almost embarrassing so the thing i'll have to do is pay really close attention to my planting dates so for some of the veggies you mentioned are the ones that i have in mind um i attempt to do this last year and wasn't successful because I waited too late into the summer and fall to start those veggies off. And for me, because we're in Chicago, I'm in zone six. um, We're going to get below zero temps, period. It's going to happen. This last few winters, they've been more mild, um, but we're for sure getting freezing temps in November at the latest, it could even be in October. So what I need to do, and I've researched this piece is, these vegetables need to be established before this cold hits them. Because you don't expect growth, right? So when I say I want to harvest veggies in December, I want to harvest what's already grown and I've maintained it. I want to harvest collard greens. I want to harvest kale. Again, these hardy vegetables that can take some cold weather. But again, they've already established themselves. So I didn't have to step back and say to harvest, to have a fully established plant in December, when do you need to start that plant? So that actually speaks to my planning side. And I really enjoy that idea of like needing to map that out. Uh, so that's Let's do new. that. Um, let's do a whole show on that when it comes um maybe about august i like it because that's really the time when people should be ramping up about it and we can kind mm-hmm. of lay out a plan because I've, I've tried this before so i can mm-hmm. help you to an extent yeah how successful good, good, good. was i is a different story because i gave up <laughs> but um and i just got tired of shoveling snow off my garden that's why i gave up but as a southern boy living in the north that's why mm-hmm, but i thought you were mm-hmm. in zone 7b no, no, you're in zone 7B. I'm in 6B technically. Um, oh. So I just say six. Like if you're going to just say dirt, I can just say zone six. You're right? damn right. <laughs> I just say zone seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's enough for me. I think, I don't know, was it... I can't quite track it, but, you know, maybe eight or 10 years ago when they started splitting out the zones, because when I first started looking into zones, it was just plain zone six. And then I started looking again. It's like, what do you mean I'm in zone six for Batavia? Oh, that sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, and once you know your frost dates, you're Mm -hmm. good, Mm -hmm. you know, and you you should get to a point, too, as a gardener that you kind of don't even need to worry about the frost date. You can just kind of tell. You know, something like old people do, man. They just, they just know, you know, because they've been mm-hmm. in that area for so long. You just kind of, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a cold one tonight, Johnny. <laughs> and you can get out there and cover up your stuff or whatever. But yeah, there's um, the, it's it's a tricky thing to do. But I have faith that you will be able to do it. I appreciate that. I actually have, and I think I mentioned him maybe in our first interview. Oh, that's nostalgic. So I have a gardener that's in, I think he may be like in five something, but he's in like the Illinois area. Um, And I've watched him on YouTube. I don't know him personally, but I've watched him on YouTube and he has like perfected winter gardening. Now he does a lot of, you know, kind of covering plastic covers. He has like a whole plastic hoop house structure that he's built. So I'm not there yet, but he's proved to me he does um what do you and I forgot the name of them the last time as well. Um where you use uh window panes to kind of um cold frames. Yeah, um, cold so frames. he's yeah, he's actually making meals from food that he's harvesting. One of the keys is, you know, make sure that it's not don't harvest lettuce that's frozen. 
you know, you have to wait until that, you know, that ice knocks off of it. Um, so there are a couple of tips. So I have a blueprint of sorts. So I feel really good about it. Um, it is a balance because the time that I should be planning for this is going to be in the heat of the summer garden as well. Not the heat physically, but like in the, the busy part of it. So I have to be diligent about you really do want fresh veggies in December, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Right. I'm convincing myself. That's my pep talk. Well, I mean, it's true. You know, it just like for me, I just I got tired of being out in the cold, like straight yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm all set. You know, I can't mm. I can't do this. But, you know, but what I do is, you know, I've had my snow peas out for a while now. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I'm starting my garden essentially months before you're supposed to because it's the right vegetable for that. Yeah. So, you know, and I think between everything you're doing. If let's just say you were able to harvest in December and you're just like, I'm done with it. No more. You've added two months onto your growing season. It's wild, isn't point. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've mm-hmm. added two months. And then if you put snow peas in when you're supposed to Batavia, then you've added another t- month on. So you've <laughs> added three months on in that year of growing something. So and it's that crazy. Part, it really excites me because I know that a lot of people have short growing seasons. There are people that have longer ones. So I don't want to say like, oh, poor me, I have the short growing season. But oh, poor me, I really do have a short growing season. You know, so when you're planting in July, you've made it shorter yourself, clearly. Um, but there is a lot of work I feel like you put into the garden, at least for me. And you have this short window. And that's also feeds into the whole you want to get it right because you don't have a whole lot of time to try it again. Um, but what I'm talking about here is really expanding where, like you said, two or three months on either side, adding to the growing season. Like, that's huge. That's huge. That's unimaginably huge. Mm-hmm. People don't. And I mean, now, let's be honest. You're not going to get full blown meals. No, no, no. And especially your first year. But you're going to get something. Mm-hmm. As long as you put the effort in and that, that can make all the difference and it can satisfy that need. Like I, I thrive off that break in January and February. I mm-hmm. need that break from gardening completely. And now that we're doing the podcast and everything, there is no mm-hmm. break technically, but the actual physical labor part of it for me, I, I need a break from it and I need time, you know, especially after Christmas, man, I just, mm-hmm. damn, I need a month off of just yeah. like, I don't really have to do anything extracurricular. You know, because for me, like my summers are just chock full. Yeah. So I I do everything I do in the spring, summer and fall. And in North Carolina, our spring, summer and fall are all the same season. (laughs) It just stays hot. So. Yeah. For me, just real quick on that. um, I the last few years I am in my kind of everyday life has changed as well. So it gives me more time to do this over the last couple of years. But I found myself wanting to be outside and in the garden dirt i'm just saying this for your benefit for this moment all right, I can't, right. i'm not gonna com- i'm not gonna commit to this for the future it's it's but- catchy it's catchy <laughs> i'm telling you it's but free. um i found myself i remember i think not last year two years ago i was prepping beds like needing to drink hot cocoa because it was just that cold outside but i was still out there and it felt really good this year i got out into the garden the earliest i've ever gotten out there was um in the middle of march you know so there's something that watch the corniness here stay tuned for it there's something about the garden that feeds my soul right <laughs> I, I can't i can't hardly that's stand right. myself. <laughs> that's right it's there 
and being in it, like physically in it is really pleasing for me. Now I am trying to think about how often am I going to shovel the snow off of the plastic? Maybe not so much if we go back to kind of winter gardening. Um, but I do have an opportunity. So it's something new to try. I think once you garden for a number of years, I think you want to kind of mix things up and, and kind of keep things interesting, see what could work if you do something slightly different. So you there's a little bit break of that it, too. You want me to break it down for you real easy, Batavia? I think, and I, call me crazy, the entire world might call me crazy for saying this out loud, but I think it might actually be cheaper and easier for you just to buy a damn greenhouse. A small greenhouse that you can walk in. I'm serious. Uh-huh, I'm dead serious. Uh-huh. You can get them for $500. Yeah. Yeah. And I think between that, you set it up once and you're done versus taking the plastic down on, off, on, off. Mm-hmm. You got a couple months to think about it. Just saying. Yeah. You know what? I actually have a buddy that um, we'll see if he really listens to these podcasts, right? The second week We're I've mentioned We're calling you him. out, sir. Uh-huh, We're calling you uh-huh. out, sir. He actually does some carpentry work on the side. And so he plans on building his own greenhouse this spring. And so I'm waiting to see how that turns out before I enlist his help. But um, I really, to be quite honest, I want to make sure I'm committed to the idea of like going outside in the winter. (laughs) Um, So the concept I love, you know, I'm planning on giving it a try. I already have the plastic, but I for sure would love to kind of encase my backyard area where I have those beds into a greenhouse. Like the level of excitement that brings me, it's almost as much as you guys growing flowers, but I'm I'm baby stepping it. It took me four years to grow seeds. Come on. I know. Well, and that's the thing. It, there's no rush in it. You know, take yeah, a baby yeah. step. You know, if mm-hmm. you find that you can this year get out and, you, then, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to put $5 a week away for, mm-hmm. you know, a greenhouse. And if this year I go out there and I do it, then, you know, what, maybe I'll get a greenhouse. But yeah, I've toyed yeah. with it a lot, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a big step to do that because my mm-hmm. thing too is once I make that investment, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to. And I can't think of anything better than going outside when it's 40 degrees, 30 degrees, 20 degrees, whatever, and it being 65 degrees. And you have to like take your jacket off and put up your little your little coat hook right next to the door and you set it there. And you I just a little, saw a chair in there and I saw me taking my morning coffee in there. Took the words right out of my mouth. Ugh. I was going to get a little bit more descriptive, but that's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly that's the what filmmaker it is. in you. I'm just like, yeah, I was going to set the scene. Don't you worry. But yeah, I mean, it's the same. You sit there and enjoy your coffee and your plants mm-hmm. and be around mm-hmm. it. And yeah, you know, I'm sorry for everybody that can hear my dog bark, but she can't stop. So. She's excited about the idea of the potential of a greenhouse as well. Mm-hmm. She's excited about the dog walking outside, probably. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm excited for you. I think yeah. you're going to be able to do it and I'll help you as much as I can. But I appreciate it. Now, let me ask you if you saw a theme in the items that I have that are new for this year. More, so. more, more. <laughs> Well, I'm going to I'm going to drop this nugget and um, I think we're going to wrap up here. So I'm not going to dig in, but I think this I got will make one its more. Way. I got one. I more. got one more. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, I think we're off. If you have one more, then you then have that one means, more. All right. Go for it. So mine's easy. I am just um, I'm if I buy something to plant, I'm going to plant it that day. I'm not going to waste ah. any more plants. I'm not going to waste any more. I'm, I'm not going to throw away money. I'm not going to throw away resources. Mm-hmm. If I buy it, I'm putting it in the ground. End of story. 
that's what I'm doing. So, um, I've done that a lot and it, it's a gardening joke, but it's not a joke. It's, it's really bad to go out and buy a bunch of plants and just let them dry mm-hmm. up. So, mm-hmm. um, this one's real short, but this year, if I buy something, it's going in the ground that day. I don't care how tired I am or how late yeah. it is. I'm going to stay out there and I'm going to dig that damn hole and put it in. Yep. So, yeah, I applaud you for that. I think we may have touched on this a bit before, um, but I'm glad you've made it officially the new thing that you're doing because I have, it's embarrassing to say it, but you know, we keep it real here, right? We're going to tell you what we do, where we fail, where we've made mistakes, where we've been neglectful gardeners, all of that stuff. Um, The amount of over the years of plants that I've looked at, and they were great when I bought them, because remember, I bought bought um, transplants, started plants mostly. They look beautiful, green, healthy leaves when I bring them home. And then fast forward a week, a week and a half, and those sickly things, you're at that point, you don't want to take the chance of putting this plant that you've let get, you know, gotten sick in the ground. So do you no, go back and buy another work. one at that point? Um, so what I've, and I'm stepping into that as well. What I've done is over the last two or three years, and it, 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 Kills a little bit of my garden soul, um, but I refuse to buy a plant unless I've already prepped the space for it. Now, I haven't gone as far as, and I'm going to go home and plant it that day, but what I would notoriously do was get out there into the stores, love everything I see, pick a bunch of plants, and then realize, you know, when I get home, I have two days of garden prep work to do. So then by the time you get through that two days of garden prep work, you're kind of like, well, I'll come back around to it. And then you're a week, a week and a half later. Um, And those plant babies, they want to get into the ground. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to commit to that yet. I mean, I'm just basically I'm building a whole little uh, township in my backyard and front (laughs) yard. So I don't know if I can sign on to planting everything the day of. But it's a really good idea. And it's a really good tip as well. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm tired of wasting my money is really what it comes down to. You know, I mean, I don't even want to, you know, even if I waste 20 bucks in one year, that's 20 bucks. Yeah. And let me just ask everybody that's listening to this and that ever will listen to this. Would you take a $20 bill and throw it on the ground and walk away from it? No. So why would you do that? Yeah. I would Mm -hmm. never do that. So, and you're doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just important to me personally you know, and I feel like between the movie and the YouTube channel and the podcast, like you kind of have, I have a little bit more of a responsibility to mm-hmm. be more accountable for what I do. Yeah. And I, it's just, I'm going to try it and I'm, I, I'm not even going to try it. I'm going to do it like just plain, like straight up. Speak so like it, if I speak get, it, speak it. Yeah. If I get out there and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get this plant, but I, I, I'm going to stop and think, am I at all tired right now? Does my mm-hmm. back hurt? You know, what's mm-hmm. going on? okay, I'm going to buy it then, you know, or just be done with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also a good way to kind of balance that whole, you know, oh, you want to, well, for me, you want to buy all of the things, right? So it's a Mm -hmm. way again for you to kind of check your pocketbook as well. Right. You know? Um, So yeah, good on you. I I like that one. All right. I have one more. Go for it. I think. Well, I mean, come on. If you're not going to give me an extra one, if it's an extra one. If it's an extra one, you can have it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to make this one quick. And this feeds into, I don't know the order of them, but we started with starting seeds indoors. Um, I did planting potatoes. What was the, I don't remember now. It feels like we've been talking about this for two days. Growing Uh, in the wintertime. 
Yeah, growing in the winter time. And then and this one's going to see. Yeah, I do have one more. This one's going to be canning. So I did do canning last year. So it's not full on new. I know, right? So uh, this is going to be a shameless plug. Check out my YouTube channel where I have a video where I canned jalapeno peppers, candied jalapeno peppers or cowboy candy. I am, um, by the time this airs, I would have eaten the last jar and I'm, I'm sold. So, um, same thing. You're going to see a theme. I'm not generally a feel fearful person, but this is like the third or fourth or fifth year that I've wanted to can. I finally started last year. So the difference this year is I'm really planning my garden around the idea of conserving and preserving food over the course of the colder months. Right. So yeah, no, it's the garden. Everybody's cheering. (laughs) <laughs> They're cheering for you because that is exactly what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. So wait, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do at this moment in my garden career. Right. right. You know? so it took me a while to get here. It may take others a while to get there, but I have the space to grow it. <laughs> I have the tools to preserve it. I have the space to store it, right? Um, so the theme here, and I got over the fear with the cowboy candy, like I'm no canning expert, you know, but between canning and freezing and drying things, I'm not going to be at this, uh, the, the place in this space, in this home where I'm going to grow everything I consume. And that's okay. Cause that's not my intention in this space. Um, but I can get a lot more out of my garden and that's generally what my commitment has been. Um, and that's, you'll see kind of the theme and some of the things I'm starting new, I'm trying to add to that. Um, so, so yeah, I'm ex- actually excited because I think I need more time around the garden than Ben does. I don't need as long as a break as you do. Like I'm okay with taking that kind of December, January-ish break. Um, But I go through a little bit of withdrawal around October, September, October, when there's less to do. So once you start canning, you'll see. (laughs) You'll see. I'll fill that void. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of work. And the Mm -hmm. the problem is, is the time to can is really the time when the garden's like super active. Yeah. So there's a period where you're just like constantly doing it. And so I look at the winter break as like time to enjoy what I've canned because we're still eating. I mean, we just opened last night a can of a pizza sauce we made. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can do that kind of stuff. But there, you know, it, it gets it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. 100% worth it, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you're going through a time in the world right now as we speak right now mm-hmm. where this stuff can literally save your life. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to think that and it doesn't have to be canning, freezing, drying. I mean, we have yeah. a whole series that we did on that where my wife and I broke it down before Batavia had the nerve to come on the podcast. <laughs> but I did listen to those episodes though. So. And that's what got her started. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. But, um, <laughs> you know, we broke it down to the best of our ability and it's not yeah. hard, but there's just ways to do it. But designing your garden around that is, is a great thing to do because yeah. you, now you have, and you know, you remember, look, this is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie. You finish you you end a movie where it started, right? Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. started about seeding, and what did I tell you about growing your own seeds? That um, that was like the holy grail, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Getting that's the holy grail for starting your garden. Yeah. But then canning is the actual the holy grail of the harvest because mm-hmm. now you're preserving and you're saving and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's the whole reason why we grow green beans is just yeah. to can. Yeah. We don't like them fresh. I like them canned. Yeah. So we just can them all. 
And it also helps me balance wanting to grow a lot of things and just not being able to consume so many things fresh. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's I mean, most people listening are going to get the idea of why people why canning and preserving has been a thing. Right. Because in a lot of places you can't grow food and eat it fresh all year long. Right. Um, so when I look at what I have now, I felt like I want to grow more things, but I don't want to be wasteful. Right? right. And so this is a way that I can contribute to, you know, minimizing waste. Obviously, there's a savings there. Um, there are going to be Christmas and holiday presents that are in a jar like just if you're listening just know you know hope that you're a lucky one that actually gets something in a jar that i've made um you're damn but, right yeah, there I'm is that's it. what we do i <laughs> mean that, seriously you know i you, heard it on and, the series yeah <laughs> yeah we can talk about it anytime but mm-hmm. you know you can buy anything you want but what you can't get is somebody put in their hard work and mm-hmm. spent all summer growing it yeah and then canned it for you yeah. You know, now, would I give somebody a can of green beans? No, I would do something a little bit better than green beans, but, you know, jellies, jams, stuff like that, you know, candy. To your you know, point, people candy. may want those green beans. We never know what, where things are going to be headed, but. Truth, truth. I mean, you know, and canned potatoes. Mm. I've never had canned potatoes. Ooh, that's a delicacy in the South. That's like if you go to a, if you go to like a get together at the South, it's always uh-huh. green beans, boiled potatoes bread and then of course in north carolina it's pig but i'm vegetarian mm-hmm. so i just eat all of the other stuff but um I, I think that's great batavia i think you're gonna um you're gonna enjoy it and i think it will take you to a new level where you'll be like you'll you feel more in touch with your food yeah yeah absolutely that excites me it um it kind of feels like it's the direction I really need to be headed in. Um, and that's not even being influenced by like people that say it's soil, you know, it just, it feels natural. Like this yeah. is the time. Right. And so I, again, I won't have a closet full of food. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but this is, if you, if you've listened and you kind of hear a theme here, I'm again, baby stepping this, right. So I'm going to can more than just jalapenos this year. You know, I'm going to grow more things that I didn't grow. Like I'm taking these steps to be, you know, in a different place with my gardening life. Uh, So there you have it. Well, there you go, folks. Um, You heard it here. We all we have a bunch of different things we're trying, but I I don't think that any of them were like massively difficult. I think some of them are habit changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not reconstructing, you know, anything crazy like all the garden beds I put in. Um, up to this date and if you include the mulch that I added which actually let's take the mulch out because you don't even have to have that I've proved that Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I spent $40 on adding three beds to my yard so yeah I mean you know it's not expensive and that comes back from our cost savings tips which Mm -hmm. episode just came out and all that stuff so I don't think you know don't let it intimidate you you hear man they're doing a bunch of stuff I mean really you know She's mm-hmm. trying to can. She's got everything. Yeah. She's just going to use the time to do it. And, yeah. you know, so. Um, but now is everybody's favorite time. It is time <laughs> for the recipe of the day. I've been trying this sound effect out on some of my work calls. And this is the, this is the, this is the way you're going to have to edit out. So it goes something like, burr, 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 burr. like that's the horn, <laughs> right? So.
I'll, I'll work on it a little bit offline. Um, so I am happy to share today's recipe recipe for the day recipe today. All right. So I, I think I'm going to build on the last recipe that I shared. I'm pretty sure it was um, cauliflower based. So again, we're still at yeah. that time of year. So I'm going to go with this. And again, disclaimer, I'm not one to say sub which sub in something, you know, like cauliflower for something you normally eat. But I'm going to say that today. So the one that I have is kind of a vegetarian taco that uses cauliflower and walnuts as your vegetarian meat. I know, I know, I know, but stay with me here. All right, so I'm a simple recipe kind of gal, meaning I I want few ingredients if I can have them. Um, So our base is going to be cauliflower, walnuts, spices of your choosing, and I'll share with you a couple that I'd use. And then if you want a little bit of spice, perhaps throw some peppers you've either grown from your garden or maybe some peppers you have in the cabinet. It's fine if they're canned. So that's the base. We're going to take, I'd say a head of cauliflower because we want about two cups worth. And we're going to chop those up with your knife, cutting board into florets. And then we are going to take, let me see, I think it's a cup of walnuts. It doesn't matter if it's... um you know, whole or if they're half. If you're lucky enough to like have a walnut tree, which I don't, bless you, you know, for sure shale some of those walnuts, but you're gonna take about a cup of walnuts. You'll need a food processor or a sharp knife if you wanna do this by hand. Uh, put the florets in the food processor, put the walnuts in the food processor. This is where you're gonna add your seasoning. Um, I'll use like cumin, you know, you can do maybe two tablespoons of cumin. Um, You can do something like salt. Um, I wouldn't say pepper, but maybe a teaspoon of salt. Um, I probably do, no, I probably do like a teaspoon of cumin, a teaspoon of salt, and maybe two tablespoons of chili powder. That's going to give it that flavor that, you know, many of us remember from eating tacos. Um, So add that into the food processor, pulse it for whatever time it takes to get you to the consistency you want that taco meat to be. Um, so it could be under a minute, but you just want to chop that up kind of finely. Um, you should have already turned on your stove, your oven. I forgot to mention that, but we want to preheat our oven to somewhere between 350 and 375 Fahrenheit. Um, once we have everything kind of chopped up in that food processor, we're going to um, take a baking sheet. You can line it or you can spray it. Um, and we're going to spread out kind of the taco meat that we chopped up in the food processor. And you're going to uh, cook that at, again, 350 to 375 for about 30 minutes. About halfway through, go ahead and stir that up um, because we want to make sure that we kind of cook it evenly and it doesn't get a little bit too crispy. Um, If you, again want it spicy you could have added peppers like chipotle peppers are really good um to add in there if, if you have it canned it kind of comes in sauce that adds a kind of a little bit more texture to it uh, a little bit more creaminess so once you pull the baking sheet out of the oven this is just time to prepare your tacos um so you'll be surprised because the walnut gives it that consistency that we may remember and enjoy um and obviously there's some protein there in the walnuts um i'm going to say add anything you would normally add to to a taco, I'm going to say maybe candied jalapeno peppers because, you know, yeah, check out the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's regular got about peppers. 50 jars of them. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Regular peppers, um, you know, <clears throat> if you want to do any other things, like whatever other toppings you want. Um, but it is filling um, and it is lower in calories than you would if you just did your traditional kind of, you know, uh, meat taco. And you'd be surprised. I think that you could even use those as a dip if you wanted. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually originally had a, a quinoa and walnut taco mix um, but I'm not that big of a fan of quinoa and so when I found this one I thought oh this is perfect right so sub in the cauliflower and again it's something I could grow in my garden which I am growing for the first time this year cauliflower this so um, we have another theme here so not only do we have the backyard gardener and the front yard gardener but we also have the cauliflower lover and the non-cauliflower lover apparently because <laughs> that's two in a row so I like two it two in a row yeah keeping yeah, it yeah. spicy no, I, I mean, that sounds really good. And I, I've had that before, but not without walnuts. So now I want to try. And if you grow walnuts, um, you can go ahead and message me on any yeah. kind of platform you want. And I will give you my address so you can send me some because I would love to have a fresh walnut. Oh, my gosh. It's been Just years send me for me. One walnut. Just send me one <laughs> walnut. That's all. Yeah. But no, send two because you have to send one my way as well, right? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Me, no, no, Batavia and I will just split that one walnut. <laughs> There's so, two halves and, to it, absolutely. You know, and one thing I do want to say, um, I should have said this in the beginning. I'm an idiot. I'll do it in another podcast. But we, uh, you know, we give out these recipes and I hope you guys are enjoying them because what we're going to do in the summertime is we're going to do a series called um, The Backyard Kitchen. Yeah. And I'm going to, it's a show that we're going to start and we're going to have everything on it. We're going to be cooking only in our backyard from our garden. I haven't decided if it's going to be totally from the garden yet or not. I think it might be a little difficult, mm. but we'll see. You know, there might be I have some, be some ideas around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we're going to, um, I'm going to figure out a way to get Batavia on the show. So we're going to figure it out. We're going to, um, we got some stuff to cook up and, you know, the reason why we do this is because, I mean, why else garden? Yeah. You know, yeah. are you growing lettuce just to look at it? Because if you are, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. That's weird. I'm sure there's a group of people out there, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and bless them, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, check us out on YouTube at The Backyard Gardener. Check out Batavia at Be Better Gardens and all our other platforms and let us know how you're loving it, how you're liking it, what you want to see change, any questions you have, by all means, you're just about to get into the growing season and Mm -hmm. we are more than happy to help you any way we can. So ask away, you know, no question is dumb. Nothing is too hard. If we can't figure it out, damn it, we'll find somebody who can and we'll get you an Mm -hmm. answer the best we can. (laughs) Um, You know, I just, we're thankful that you guys are here. Is there anything you want to say, Batavia, before we cut? I just appreciate, because this is, I'm coming into this kind of midstream. So I appreciate the support that folks have had with me joining the team. Um, Ben and I are having a ball. Um, Sometimes we talk about things that are a little bit more complex. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we talk about easier things in the garden. Um, we we just want to kind of share our experiences with you all. And we hope that, you know, some piece of what we share kind of puts you in a place where you want to take that next step. And that could be any of the things we've talked about over these podcasts, you know, starting a garden or expanding your garden, growing something new or growing something different. Um, what I finally want to say is we want to hear from you. So 
like Ben said, reach out, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have a topic you'd like us to cover. You know, we're excited to hear from you. Yeah. And, um, I was actually just looking, I wanted to give you a piece of good news. Um, I can't find it right now. So remind me before we do the next one, I, I got to get all the information. I don't want to like ruin it. Cause it's teaser, huge. Teaser. Yeah. 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 This is huge news and I'm so happy, but remind me Batavia next time so we can talk about it. Cause I want everybody okay. to hear it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I thank you again, everybody reach out. Everybody have a good day and um, we're going to wrap this one for now. So we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Cut. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. You can find us at Backyard Gardens, the movie on Facebook and Backyard Gardener on Instagram and YouTube is Backyard Gardener where I'm doing videos showing cooking and building gardens and gardening tips, all kinds of good stuff. And you can find Batavia at You'll find me on Instagram at B underscore Better Garden. And then you'll find me on Facebook, same name. And then I'm also over on YouTube at B Better Garden. I am sharing hashtag Garden Joy every chance I get. I hope you enjoy. So if you have any questions, hit us up on all of our platforms anywhere you want. And we will be more than happy to help you with what you can. And again, thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.